know what's going on here. I'm reading today from the book of Matthew, chapter 7. Boy, I've been with Jesus this morning. I love Sunday mornings. I love getting up especially early on Sunday mornings. I'm an early morning person anyway, but I, I love getting up especially early on Sunday morning and slipping into the house of the Lord. Nobody here but me and Jesus. I've had some, some conversation with him today. As a matter of fact, he's had some conversation with me. And I want to tell you what I feel like the Lord is saying to us in this hour. Now, if I say things today to hurt your feelings, you'll get over it. You'll get over it. Just keep coming. I'll say some stuff you like sooner or later. Amen. Smile a while. Give your face a rest. Some of you look like your jaw is about to break. Like you ate persimmons before you came to church. Get over it. Amen. It's all right. Look at your neighbor and just say, it's all right. Tell them, smile. You can't smile. Come up here where I'm at. You can laugh out loud. Amen. Praise God. God bless you all. Reading from Matthew 7, 24. This is a portion of the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, this is not new, by the way. This is just simple stuff. That's all I know how to preach is simple stuff. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, Jesus said, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings the people were astonished at his doctrine. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so very long. And I'm going to say this today. Anytime during our worship, especially some of our elders, if you can't stand up, it's okay. These bunch of young bucks, they want to stand for 45 minutes straight. And it's, if, you know, if you need to sit down, sit down. You can lift your hands and pray sitting down. Everybody say amen. I feel empowered today. I hope you'll help me preach a little bit. I feel the Holy Ghost today. And I believe that God has dropped some things on me this morning to say to this church that are, are very relevant to our hour and very needful for the days to come. I'll be honest with you. If I could look back over the last year on this particular Sunday when we do vision casting and we talk about what we're looking for God to do in, in the year to come, I would not have prophesied a pandemic, and I didn't. And uh, I would not have known any shape, form, or fashion what the church would go through in 2020. I don't know if you understand this or not. It's been very hard on everybody, but it's been hard on the church in general because when you, when you don't get to fellowship and you don't get to to do the things that we normally do as a church. It's very hard. Now, 
Our crowd is off today. We, we've still got people quarantining today. I got a message from the Hodges today. They had to quarantine again, and they just got through quarantining. So, But, uh, you know, we, we just have to work through all the things that we've been through, and I understand that. And I, I want to give God praise today for, for his hand upon us and keeping us. Let me say this at the very outset of the things that I'm going to say this morning. I want to thank this church. I want to thank you that are watching by way of internet today, and I want to thank you that are here. I want to thank you from the bottom of this pastor's heart for being faithful to God during this time. It is your giving and your loyalty and your faithfulness to God, not to me, but to God, that has helped this church to keep progressing and keep moving forward. There will be a day. There will be a day, if the Lord will, that we will be back to normal and we can get things back to where they ought to be. And I, I know you understand that. Uh, there's not a soul in this room that couldn't stand up here and say the things that I'm saying today. But I, I want you to believe today that all things work together for good to them that love God and who are called according to His purpose. Does anybody believe that scripture? All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. I want to I preach a little bit today. I, I had, uh, I've, I've traveled much this week. I was in New Orleans on, thir- on Tuesday, drove home on Wednesday, had to get up and be in Shreveport on Thursday, had to go back to Shreveport on Friday. I've kept the roads hot this week. And uh, I felt like Ronnie Cupid today, or this week, just running up and down the road. You'd you'd bode well with me this week, Ronnie. I made a lot of miles. He likes to do that. But I I had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to, to, to talk to the Lord, and that's a good thing. But I didn't have anything until I awoke this morning. And when I awoke this morning and was on my way to this church, and I turned off of Cypress Street onto Wells Road, the Lord said to me, how to survive a storm. That's what he said to me. I didn't hear him audibly, but it hit me like a ton of bricks in my mind and in my heart. How to survive the storm. The storm is coming. Matter of fact, the storm is already here. And, and we that are sitting in this church today have survived until now. But I want to to be honest with you today as a pastor, the storm's not over. And the storm may get worse before it gets better. Are you with me today? We've seen things and heard things and felt things in our lives over the last year that we've never felt before in our history not only as a church, but as a nation and as a people. We, we are living in, in the times that the scriptures talk about. And these are not ordinary days and ordinary times. These are perilous times. These are strategic times. These are all the times that are prophesied in the scripture as being the very last days of time. If I, if I could just say some things to you this morning that, that would, be, would be so relevant to our lives, it, it would be this, 
because we are in the storm and because there is more coming in the storm, there is a need for us to withstand the storm like we never have before. I want you to hear this pastor today. Now look, I'm just going to throw the cards on the table today and uh, Kenny Rogers saying you got to know when to hold them, you got to know when to fold them, you got to know when to lay them down and walk away and you got to know when to run, okay? I'm going to throw them on the table and you can look at them today. If you don't like what I'm saying, you can text me a nasty message or say, Pastor, I don't believe that. Or you can do whatever you want to, but I'm right today because I've been in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to tell you, listen to me real close, okay? Listen to me. I'm not going to prophesy to you what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or next week or next month or six months from now. But here's what I'm going to tell you, that when all of this is coming down and when the world is in trouble, the church has to strengthen itself in the storm. We have to be strong because we are the common denominator in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said this. He said, these things that I've been talking to you about. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount is some of the greatest reading of the Word of God you will ever read because it is so profound and so straightforward. And Jesus talks to us about how to live, how to give, how to treat your neighbor, how to love your brother, how to love your enemy, how to worship, it's all in there in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But he comes to the end of it and he says this, if you hear these sayings of mine, but he didn't stop there, he said, and doeth them. I want somebody to shout, and doeth them. He didn't say if you hear them because many of you have heard them and you've heard them, some of you, since you were a small child. Some of you, in just recent months, you've heard, you've heard the word of the Lord. You may be a new Christian or an old Christian or, or somewhere in between, but you have heard the sayings of the Lord. But he said it's not just about hearing, it is about doing because if you do them he said I will liken that man unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock and he said the rain came down and the floods came up and the winds blew and beat against that house and it failed not but was founded upon the rock Hear this pastor this morning. If you're going to survive the storm, there's only one way you're going to do it, and that's with this right here, tucked down deep inside of you. It is the power of this anchor that will keep us in the middle of a storm. I talked to you last week about praying because prayer is so powerful and prayer is so anointed and so moving when it's done in the right manner but you need the word of God in your life because he said when you do the things I'm saying when you when you practice them when you take action with them when you don't just hear them you know what James said he said be not a hearer of the word only but be ye also a doer 
doer of the word. You can come to church every Sunday. You can sit in every Bible study you want to go to. And you can hear it until you're full of it. But if you don't do it, you are not fulfilling the will of God for your life. Somebody shout amen. Then he said, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be like unto a man which built his house on sand. And the rain came and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Why? Because they heard it but they didn't do it. Now, I'm here to preach to you on a Sunday morning that 2021, hear me and hear me well. I believe that God has designed this church for this time that we live in. We are people that upon whom the ends of the world have come. We are those that are going to see things that no other generation has ever seen. We are about to cast our vision upon things that you never dreamed could happen. And it may come as early as today or next week or next month. I don't know, but I'm preaching to you today that we have to trust God and we have to get in the word of God and we have to stand faithful to God if we're going to be what God wants us to be in 2021. Listen to this, this this chapter. It's a whole chapter. I want to read it to you. It's one of my favorite in all the scriptures. It came to me this morning in prayer. Blessed is the man. Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man. Everybody say blessed. That means he's blessed. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And this is what came to me. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. His delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the word of God. And in his law, he said he meditates day day and night. Listen to what Psalm said. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Come on now, whatever that man does is going to prosper. The ungodly are not so. Those that don't live by the word are not so. Those that won't listen to the word of God and do it are not so. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind blew away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Here's what I will tell you. The church is going to flourish when the world don't. The church is going to prosper when the world don't. The church is going to be okay when the world's not okay. Everything's alright when you put your faith in God. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. I feel a little preach in my bones this morning. Hallelujah. See, God has a church. He bought it with his own blood. He didn't get us here to leave us. His church is blood bought. It's his church. It's not mine. It's not even yours. It's his church. Are you listening? And he said, I 
will build my church. And he said, I'm not going to just build it. I'm going to build it on the rock. It's on firm foundation. It's where it ought to be. Hallelujah. You hear this pastor today. This church is not flimsy. This church is stable. This church is anchored. This church is is in the word of God. Let me tell you, I'm not asking you to do what I say to do. I'm asking you to do what the book said to do. And if we're in this, we are solid. We are stable. We are anchored. The winds can't blow us away. The waves can't wash us away. Nothing can stop us because we are his church. Here's what he said. And the gates of hell. Go mark it in your Bible, Matthew 16, 18. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. He said, the gates of hell can't stop my church. Let me tell you, listen to me right now. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. There's so much propaganda in our world. My God, you can get any theory you want. Everything's out there. You talk to 10 people, you get 10 different opinions. You turn on 10, 10 different stations, you'll get 10 different commentators believe 10 different things. Y'all want me to preach or mess around? I'm going to meddle here now. I'm going to preach a little bit, okay? You got to tune out that. What the Bible said, there are voices many and none of them without signification. But let me tell you, there's another voice and that's the voice of God. You can't be listening to every voice. You can't listen. Look, you've you, you, you got a right as an American to believe anything you want to believe and so do I. I have opinions. I'll keep them all to myself today because I'm preaching to people from all walks of life. But let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you and be honest with you today. You can't listen to everything you hear and Everything you, everything that comes across the news or every, every commentator. Let me tell you what. God's got his thumb on this. God has everything in his control. And God will surprise many. And God will not do things the way you want him to or I want him to. The Bible said he is mysterious and his wonders he will perform. He's got a plan. It's exactly right. So what I'm saying to you today is that you got to get your faith in God. You got to get rooted and established in the word of God. You can't let you can't let a news media sway you. You can't let a friend sway you. You can't let a video sway you. You got to just say, God, I'm in the church. I'm in your kingdom. I'm going to live for you. And whatever you've got for tomorrow, that's what I'm going to do. Paul said in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 5, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. He said the steadfastness. Would you say that word with me, steadfastness? You can't be up here one day and down here the next day. You got got to be steadfast. Are you with me? 
You just got to walk steadfast before God. Look, let me tell you about this church. Let me tell you about we as a people. We, and I love to tell people, we're a church that loves everybody. We're a multicultural church. We, we, everybody's welcome here. The motto of this church is it's a place of worship for all people. Do we all agree on everything? No. Do we all see our politics alike? No. Does everybody agree on, on, on every issue? No. No, we don't. Here's what we agree on, the moral of good thinking and good living. We, 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 we live by the word of God. We take things that are written in the word of God. But here's what makes us what we are. We are steadfast in our faith. We believe that Jesus died and he rose again and that every man ought to be born of water and spirit and that he's coming back for a church who has made herself ready. We're all people of faith. I came here today because I'm a man of faith. You came here today because you're a person of faith. You didn't just show up today. You came here because you believe something and you believe in the God that we serve. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm not crippled. I'm not going to walk through tomorrow with all these things on me saying, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in 2021? I'll tell you, I read the back of the book and we win. It's right here. We win. What are you going to do if you can't get no food, pastor? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. Hello? What are you going to do if you can't go anywhere? Stay home, trust God. What are you going to do when things get right, pastor? I'm going to hold on to his unchanging hand. I'm planning by faith in God. I'm planning by faith on the rock. You won't move me with some flimsy newscast. You won't move me by anything that's going on in this old world. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest, and I'll sail the dark sea no more. Woo! Hallelujah. He said steadfast in your faith in Christ. And then verse 6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Watch this next verse, verse 7. Verse 7. Rooted and built in him. Rooted. Rooted. What does that mean? If you go read the parable of the sower, you'll find there's some seed that didn't last because it took no root. Huh? No roots? Can't live. That's why Paul said this. You've got to be rooted and built up in him. And furthermore, he said, established in the faith. Established. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving, and he said this, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. Let me tell you something. It's kind of like Elvis Presley said. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. I'm not sure he was spiritual when he said that. Erling would probably think he was. <laughs> you know what the Bible said? 
I was praying this morning. The Lord reminded me. I've heard my daddy say this so many times. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. If you're not firm in your faith, it's going to get you, brother. You can't survive the time, sister. <laughs> you just better be sure that you're established in your faith and rooted in him because they're coming with philosophy and vain deceit and traditions of men and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. They're coming for you and they're going to try to make you believe something that isn't true. You can Look, you can take my Bible today. You could take every Bible I own and I got a bunch of them. You could take every one of them this very moment and walk off and I will tell you I will live the rest of my life with the word of God right here and I know where I am because I know what he said and I have not just read it I have put it in my heart you know what David said thy word O God have I hid in my heart that's in Psalms 119 verse 105 if you want to go read it thy word O God have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you you know what you can have my Bible if that's what you got to do come get my Bible you can take anything you want you can't take God and you can't take faith and you can't take the anointing and you can't take the power of God out of my life. Wow. Hallelujah. Rooted and built up. Established. Doing, doing what the word of God says. Here's what Jesus said one time. He looked at, at those in total parable in Luke chapter 18, and he said this, verse 6. He said, hear what the unjust, unjust judge saith. And then he said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, I want you to see this. Nevertheless, verse 8, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Here's my question to you today. You said, but pastor, have you heard what the newscast is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get, I get things every day just rolling in. They start rolling in this morning way before daylight. Just rolling in. I get all, I, I listen to it. I, 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 I wait and see what's going to happen. Somebody said, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know who to believe. Well, do I doubt it? No, I don't doubt it. We may be in trouble tomorrow. I don't know. world's crazy right now. The whole world's crazy right now. Did you hear me? I said, the world's crazy right now. We're seeing things in this past week we've never seen in our lives. Here we are. What are you going to do, Pastor? Nothing. Get up in the morning, pray, serve God, walk with him every day, stand on his word, believe everything's going to be in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. 
You don't believe that if you're afraid today. You don't need fear this morning. You need faith. You don't need to be afraid of what tomorrow holds. Let me tell you what 2021 is going to be. It's going to be a trying time for all of us, but it's going to be the greatest revival you've ever seen in your life. When I was praying this morning, I don't know if it was God or just me, it, it, but I, 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 here's what I felt in my spirit this morning. Backsliders are about to pour back into the church. People that's been away from God are about to run to the church. People that have, that have been in other places when they should have been in the church, they're about to come back to the church. And this place is about to fill up with people who are hungry for God. See, here's the deal. God knows how to get people's attention. God knows how to give you a good old shaking. God, if you're watching my internet today and you're not right with God, you need to get your hide to the house of God because the Lord wants to save who he will and he wants you to find peace with him. Ladies and gentlemen, we are facing perilous times and strategic times, but this is the day that God has said, I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. It's the last day and God is about to do a marvelous work among us. Oh, I believe that with all of my heart today. I believe it with all of my heart today. The darker the night, the brighter the light. The darker it gets in America, the more the church is going to shine. You believe that today? The darker it gets, the more our light's going to shine. We are not just we are not just somebody that's got a candle under a bushel. We are a city set on a hill. We are a light to a dark world. We've got to do what God. Look, the world don't want to see us wobble. He, they don't want to see us move. They don't want to see us falter. They're waiting to see what you do, mama. They're waiting to see what you do, daddy. They're waiting to see cousin what you do. I want to know what they're going to Let me tell you, I got people, and I'm not just telling you this, I got people from all walks of life and people that I've never laid eyes on that are calling my phone and, and, and using, uh, using Facebook and using it to try to get prayer. Preacher, what'd you pray for? I don't even know you. But yes, I got a call this week from somebody that I had pastored over 30 years ago saying, please pray. Please help me. I want to tell you right now, God is shaking this old world. And 2021 is for God to step up and to show his power and his might. And I trust him. And I have faith in him that he will do exactly that. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things that are eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. You got to stand on the word of God. Isaiah said it this way. He said, the grass withereth and the flower fadeth but the word of our God shall stand forever. It's going to stand. I don't know how all this is coming to pass. I don't know how the mark of the beast is coming. I don't know how the one world government's coming. I don't know how the one world money system. I got ideas. I see some things blinking bright in these prophecies. I don't know how all that's going to come. I don't know when the battle of Armageddon is going to be. 
I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. Here's what I will tell you. It's all going to happen. And God's got a design. And God's working on it. And he's doing it in his own good time. You see, God, God knows exactly. I, I, I got to think the other day. Maybe somebody can help me here. 1948, Israel became a nation. 1948. I, uh, I was in Israel, as you know, last year. Some of the people in this church went. What a great trip. And, and we were walking through the garden, and the, guy, the little guide stopped us. He said, there were, there were some olive trees there, and, and some of them you could tell were very old. But there was one that kind of came out of the side of another. And he said, you see that, that olive tree? He said, nobody can touch that. He said, here's why. They had a fence around it. You couldn't get near it. He said, that olive branch sprouted in 1948. Remember that, Donna? 1948. Here's what the Bible said. Go read Matthew 24 before you go to bed tonight. You're going to be at home anyway. It's going to snow a foot deep. But listen, go read Matthew 24. He said, this generation shall not pass away. Till all these things be fulfilled. What generation? The generation of the olive branch, the budding of the fig tree. Excuse me, not olive, fig tree. That's what it was. But but anyway, it was it was 1948. Listen to me right quick. 58, 68, 78, 88, 98, that's 50 years. 08, 18, that's 70 years. How long is a generation? I don't know. I don't know. I've heard people say a generation's 40 years. Well, I don't know. Here's what I know. If all these things are going to be fulfilled, we are now 73 years in. How long do we have before Matthew 24 becomes complete? If I wasn't right with God, I'd be getting right with God. If I wasn't living for God, I'd be doing my dead level best to get right with God. My mother and I were talking on the phone. I know you're watching, Mom. Talking on the phone this week. We were just talking, talking about being human. I love the scripture in Psalms that says, and God remembered that they were flesh. Talking about Israel. He forgave them so many times. Over and over and over. And I told her that. I said, I love the scripture that said, God, remember that they are flesh. I'm flesh. I make mistakes. I fail sometimes. I don't do the right thing sometimes. Anybody here understand where I'm coming from today? I don't understand all the, the workings of mankind, but here's what I know. His mercies are new every morning. And every day I go to God. There's not a day in my life that I don't go to God and say, God, wash me with your blood. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, O oh Lord, from the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. And let me be pleasing to you. Because I believe that's what it takes to live an overcoming life. You're going to make mistakes, honey. But let me tell you, when you do, you just get back 
back up because he's got you. Just keep establishing your faith. Just keep standing on solid ground. Just keep believing the word of God. If you fail, don't let the devil lie to you. It's not over. Don't let the devil tell you that lie. Don't let him push you down anymore. Just get up and say, God, I believe you. God, I love you. I may have made a mistake. You know what I tell God every once in a while? He'll tell you this if he could talk to you today. You ain't getting rid of me. I might fail, but I ain't quitting. I might I might drop the, the, the ball, but I'm picking it back up. I might skin my knees, but I'm getting up and coming back. Hallelujah. You're not getting rid of me, God. I'm going to take that scripture. His mercies are new every morning. I'm going to believe, and I'm going to hold on, and I'm going to hold on to God from now on until... Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So you got to establish your faith. You got to anchor yourself in God. 2021 is going to be like a ship on an ocean. I got a feeling. Y'all ever been in the ocean? On on a boat? Anybody? A few boats? I don't ever go that I don't get sick as a dog. Man, there ain't no worse sickness than that either. You hear me? Every time I've ever been, the wind was blowing and the waves were high. And when I got back to the land, I won't tell you what happened. And many times on the boat. But here's the deal. The ship is sailing And the storm is raging. And the winds are howling. And it's not going to get better for some time. But it's going to be okay. Because God has his hand on this church. I just want you to say it with me. It's going to be okay. I don't care what Congress does. I don't care what Donald Trump does. I don't care what the world does. I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be okay. God has this thing. But only if you do the word of God. He said, he that heareth these sayings of mine and gets up and goes to Piccadilly, or to Catfish Charlie's, wherever you want to talk about. He that hears these sins of mine and goes to eat and don't pay any attention is going to flourish and prosper. That's all he said. He that heareth these sins of mine and doeth them. He said, that man's like a man that's building his house on rock. And when the storms come, it doesn't make any difference if it's a hundred mile an hour wind. Doesn't make any difference if the waves are coming over the side of the boat. Everything is going to be all right because he said it and I believe it. Hallelujah. That's my vision. That's what I'm looking for. Is everything going to be good? I wish I could tell you that. (laughs) I'd like to say, folks, go home. Don't worry about it. Everything's over. It's all done. Everything's through. No more pandemic. No more no more strife in Washington. Everybody's going to be lovey-dovey. We all going to sing Kambaya by the, by, day, by the daylight tomorrow. I wish I could tell you that, but I can't. Tell you what can happen. This world may be in chaos 
by this time tomorrow. Pandemic, they say now there's another strain coming. That's all we need is another strain. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm being real with you today. There's more problems coming, preacher. There's more. Look, I'm just being real. You can't erase the problems. They're here. They're going to be here. Here's what you got to do. Establish yourself in God and in the Word of God. We, we, we just can't be shaken. We got to be strong and mighty. We got to be like a tree planted by the waters. We got to say no to the world and yes to God and I'm going to live by his word no matter what you do or what you say. Look, they, they, the disciples, they followed him till some of them were beheaded and some were crucified upside down and some were burned at the stake. But let me tell you today, they followed him to the very end. My intention today is to follow him to the very end. I won't quit serving God. Because of circumstances in my life. Hallelujah. Stand all over this building with me right now. So establish yourself in the Word of God. Put your anchor in Him today. This is a very special day. Very special day. I want to I want you to put some more scripture up for me right quick. Because what we're about to do today is something that we do in this church because it's biblical. This will give us strength. I want, to, I want to take you back to a story very quickly in the scripture, and I won't take long telling it, but if you go back to the Old Testament where Israel was in Egypt and the Egyptian bondage, the Lord wanted to bring them out, and he sent Moses, talked to Moses on the backside of a desert, and said, I want you to go bring my people out. And when Moses went, Pharaoh wasn't favorable. Remember that? Plagues came. Finally, the 10th plague was the plague of death. And this was the way God was going to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Egyptians. This is what he did. He said to them, he said, I want you, for this deliverance, I want you to go out and get a lamb. I want you to get a lamb without spot or blemish. I want you to bring the lamb to your house. I want you to tie the lamb for four days outside your house. Go read the scripture. I'm in, I'm in, go about Exodus chapter 12. You'll find it all. And he said, then I want you to kill the lamb and I want you to take the blood of that lamb and apply it to the doorpost and above the door. And when the death angel passes over you, he'll see the blood and death won't come to your house. And he said, when you take that lamb and eat it, if the household be too little for the lamb, give it to your neighbors. Make sure everybody's got plenty to eat. This was God's way of deliverance for Israel. Go read the scripture. They did exactly that. They took a lamb. They kept it four days. They applied the blood to the doorpost above the door. And when the death angel came, saw the blood, they were delivered. This is symbolic of another story because Jesus Christ, the Bible said in Revelation, he was slain from the foundation of the world. It was God's intention to put on flesh and to send his only son to die at Calvary. If you look at Hosea's writings that says the Lord counts a thousand years as a day, it was 4,000 years from the beginning of creation to the time of crucifixion. 
So the lamb was kept four days. And the lamb without spot or blemish was Jesus Christ. He died and his blood is applied to our life. It's by the, the, the blood of Jesus that we're all saved from the second death. Hallelujah. When you apply the blood, you are saved from the second death. And you do that by being born of water and spirit according to John 3, 5. That's a quick Bible lesson, wasn't it? But that's two stories. One is symbolic and one is very real. The, the symbolic story of the Old Testament was of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and the deliverance of the people of God. So here we are today on the second Sunday of 2021. And what we're about to do is take communion. And communion is this. It is receiving the body and the blood of Jesus Christ symbolically. Here's what Paul said to the church at Corinth. He said when he had given thanks, talking of the Lord, he said he break it and said take it. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death until he comes. Is there anybody in this room today that believes and is thankful for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? When we take communion, this is what we're remembering how he died for us, how he shed his blood for us, and how he saved us. Wherefore, Paul said in verse 27, Whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. But for if we would judge ourselves, I want you to notice that verse. If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Now, all of that is to say this. They were having a party in 1 Corinthians. They were taking it lightly. They weren't coming there with repentant hearts and thankful hearts and remembering the cross. They were just having, this is not a party. What we're doing today is very serious. What we're doing today, I believe anybody that has faith in God and wants to be saved can take this communion. But here's what I ask us to do. Before we remember him in the body and the blood, I would like for you right where you're standing just to close your eyes. It's okay because we're all going to say this prayer together, and I'm praying that you say it sincerely. I want you to say with me, Lord, search me today. Cleanse me from all sin. Wash me from all sin with your precious blood. I believe in you, Lord. This is not saving you, by the way. Listen to me. I believe in you, Lord, and I believe you died for me, and I believe you shed your blood for me, and I'm standing on that word today in faith, and I'm celebrating 
the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ on this Sunday morning. That's what we're about to do. That's what we're about to do. I wonder if we could just take a moment today and you pray in your own way and just say, Lord, cleanse me today. Surely you've done that this week already, but surely we need to do it again this morning. I don't want anybody walking up here and taking the blood and the body of Jesus lightly. I want you to remember when you walk up here that we are remembering the sacrifice of Calvary and that which set us free. Hallelujah. The blood and the body of Jesus Christ is for the salvation of all mankind. It's for what we we come here to do today to remember what he done for us. This he said do in remembrance of me. Jesus, wash us clean today. Make us whole today. Let everything be right in our lives today. Do it in the name of Jesus Christ.